0: page 268. The first question I have, what is the basic function of the Congress? And the answer is to legislate. It's a legislative branch. Also on page 268, that term bicameral, that's in the matching. What's that going to match with? Two houses. Two houses, houses, right? Two houses. Okay. Uh, On page 270, I'm going to ask this. I actually have two questions here. I'm going to go like this. Mr. Jones comes to Washington and serves three terms in the House of Representatives and two terms in the Senate before his retirement. How many total years has he served? Three terms in the House and two terms in the Senate. This is a question about personal terms. What's the difference? How many total years <coughs> has he served? Oh, three terms in and- the Three terms in the House and two terms in the Senate. Eighteen. 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 Three two-year terms in the House and two six-year terms in the Senate. Also, I have this question. How long is the term of Congress? Two years. How long is the term of Congress? Two years. Also, on page 271 in the matching i have the term signed I. what's that going to match with i don't know if i said well i got it on the test how do you how do you spell that? s-i-n-e d-i-e oh and it's going to match with one house cannot be an adjournment for more than three days without the consent of the other house one house cannot adjourn without the acknowledgement or consent of the other house Okay, on page 274, I'm going to ask this question. Every 10 years, the Bureau of the Census determines how many seats a state is going to uh, gain, lose, or remain the same. We call this, every 10 years, the Bureau of the Census determines how many seats or votes or districts A state is going to, based on the census, a state is going to gain, lose, or stay the same. What do we call this? Reapportionment. Reapportionment. Okay. I don't think I have any questions about the Reapportionment Act of 1929. Uh, You know the four provisions of that, and they fixed the number of seats at 435. Okay, I have this question from the footnote number 10 on page 275. What is the only way to fill a vacancy in the House of Representatives? There's only one way. Evidence of what I just talked about in the 9th District of North Carolina. Uh, By holding a special election? Yeah, the governor has to call a special election. There are two ways in the Senate. The second way is product of the 17th Amendment. What's the second way you can fill a vacancy in the Senate? By the governor of the state with a majority vote in the state legislature. All right. Also on page 275, I have uh, I have in the matching column, I think I have both of these, single-member district election, a single-member district election, election of a congressman, right? An at-large election. What is that? That's a statewide election at-large election, statewide election. We elect our senators at-large, statewide. I know I have that one in the matching. On page 276, I'm going to ask this question. Who's responsible for drawing congressional district lines within each state? Who's responsible for drawing congressional district lines within state each state? Page 276, Clayton? State legislature. The state legislators. The state Uh, On (coughs) On 277 I have this question When congressional district lines are drawn in such a way As to favor the majority party of the state legislature This is known as Gerrymandering Gerrymandering. When congressional district lines are drawn in such a way As to favor the outcome of vote for the majority party in the state legislature This is known as gerrymandering right? That's on 277. On 278, I don't, I don't think, if you understand gerrymandering, you'll understand the meaning of this question. Um, up until the Supreme Court case of uh, Westbury Sanders, what was the effect of gerrymandered congressional districts? The effect, Clayton? Uh, overrepresented overrepresented in rural areas and under uh, in urban areas. Okay, good job. So the answer on the multiple choice question is over in rural areas. R-U-R-A-L. What does that mean out in the country where there's not a big population? <clears throat> overrepresentation of rural areas. Okay, I don't know which way I have this question going. I know I have four Supreme Court cases on this test. Here's the first one. I think I have it like this. The Westbury Sanders case of 1964 established this principle. What's the principle? One man, one vote. One man, one vote. What does the one man, one vote principle mean? It means population equality in a congressional district as near possible. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's the question I have or I could have it going the other way where, where I say uh, this Supreme Court decision established the one man one vote principle and I could have Westbury I could have Reynolds but I would have Westbury Sanders 1964 alright on page 279 I'm going to ask this question all the following are constitutional qualifications for serving in the House of Representatives, except, and the exception is going to be, appreciate this written in 1787, the exception is going to be a resident of the district on the day of the election. The Constitution doesn't say that, but in modern times, with 350 million people in a country, who would elect a congressman that doesn't even live in their district, right? But the Constitution says, a resident of the state on the day of the election. All the following are constitutional qualifications served in the House of Representatives except a resident of the district on the day of the election. On page 280, I have two questions. This Supreme Court said that you cannot exclude a member of Congress, you cannot exclude a duly elected member of Congress who meets the constitutional qualifications. Okay, let me rephrase the question. This Supreme Court decision said... You cannot exclude a member of Congress as a disciplinary measure if he meets the constitutional qualifications and is duly elected. Uh, Powell versus uh, McCormick? Right, Adam Clayton Powell versus Speaker McCormick, 1969. You cannot exclude a member of Congress as a disciplinary measure. And that's the second Supreme Court case we're going to ask. Also, I'm going to ask this question from 280. What is the ultimate disciplinary measure that can be levied against a member of Congress? Clayton? Expulsion. Expulsion. Yeah, expulsion. OK. On page 282, I think I have the question going this way. Uh, this constitutional amendment established a direct popular election of US senators. Which one is that? A beauty contest. Uh, Which constitutional amendment Established the direct popular election Of U.S. Senators The 17th 1913 right The 17th And what was section 2 of the 17th You just said it a minute ago No I just said it a minute ago Well okay And a couple minutes ago we said That the governor can appoint someone who's a vacancy in the Senate Remember when I taught that, I gave two examples of something that was unique that happened in the same year. In January of 1977, the junior senator from Minnesota, Walter Mondale, resigned to become vice president. Six months later, the senior senator from Minnesota, Hubert Humphrey, died of cancer. So, in the space of six months, the governor of Minnesota appointed two replacements. Okay? And that's section two of the 17th Amendment. What's section one? Okay, Provide for the direct popular election of U.S. senators. The people elect Senate. Uh, it's not on the test, but how were senators elected prior to 1913? The House. I, exe- no, I exemplified state that by talking about the Lincoln-Douglas debates. State by the state legislatures. Lincoln-Douglas debates. All right. Okay. Uh, in the matching column on 283, I'm going to have the term "constituency." What is a constituency? Clayton does. The people who are represented by the elect elected official they voted for. Okay, so in the match, on one side, constituency, and I was going to say the people in the area. Okay, the people in the area, a Congressman represents. Okay. Yeah, he, can give the, he can finish your review. I'm going to watch. Yeah. I just keep my right. notes. Mr. G? No, yes. Sorry. All right, uh, on page 287, I'm going to ask a question. Uh, I'm trying to think of the wording of the question. Uh, oftentimes, for the greatest amount of time, a congressman votes with his party. When he does this, we say he's voting as... Usually, a congressman votes with his party... And when he does this, we say he is voting as... Partisan? A partisan. A partisan. I think that's the only one I have on congressmen and senators voting. If I have trustee in the matching column, what's that going to match with? Post on the conscience. Yeah, congressman or senator voting's conscience. Okay, on page 288, I have this concept. It's not labeled as such in the textbook, but I taught it. I have it in the terminology list, 288. Matching com. what is the errand boy concept? E R R A N D, errand boy concept. Congressmen and senators doing personal favors for their constituents. Congressmen and senators doing personal favors for their constituents. And if I have in the matching com, the oversight function, that's going to match with Ambassador. power to investigate. Power to investigate. Oh, here's two that I didn't teach, but I sprung it on you as a 6B quiz question. What is the franking privilege, Mr. Muldoon? What is the franking privilege? Uh, I have a second question. Why are you wearing your sweatshirt? You have a blazer? What is the franking privilege, Clayton? A Boston's usually on a mailing machine. Okay, it's free mailing, and that's going to be the match. The congressman or senator gets, I think, $65,000 a year in his postage meter to send fourth class mail to communicate with his constituents, franking free mailing. There's another one here. I don't see it, but it's in this chapter here somewhere. Do you know what a junket is? A junket? Oftentimes, committees or members of committees will take a junket. That's in a matching column. <coughs> Make sure that Nigerian and well, they get that term. What's a junket? They left the, well? You know what a junket is? It's a trip to investigate. It's a trip to perform oversight. Also, I don't know if I taught this or not, a congressman and senator, they have a junket card, which gives them so many free air miles. I think on that junket card, they get either four or eight trips to their home district. So, what it is, you take it, it's like a credit card, you get down to the airport and you reserve seats on a plane. I think they get four or eight to their home district in the course of a year. But if you're on a committee that's investigating African diamond mines, okay, uh, so you have a junket card to buy your airline ticket to go see African diamond mines. Okay, so there's two that's into matching that I didn't spend a lot of time teaching franking and junket. Okay, on page two ninety, I'm going to have in the matching column the speech and debate clause. What's that going to match up with, Clayton? That will choose legislative immunity. Yep, it's going to match up with legislative immunity. I might have, I might have uh, this question. How do you promote the freedom of legislative debate? And the answer is through legislative immunity. How you, what's the purpose of legislative immunity? Promote the freedom of legislative debate. Also, I have one of these. I think it's slander, libel and slander. What's slander going to match with? Like defaming someone's name. Yeah, making a false statement and defaming someone's name. In other words, recognition is the spoken word, libel is the written word. Okay, slander uh, making a false statement about something <clears throat> alright that takes care of chapter 10 let's go back and do chapter 12 that's probably the most intense term to learn in the detail in the legislative process James did you have a question? Uh, no chapter 12 here we go. Okay, my first question from chapter 12. Uh, we studied three things here. We studied four things. We studied, uh, this is the political organization of the Congress, and we studied the roles of the leaders and the jobs of the leaders, and the seniority rule in the committee system, and, and the legislative process in the House, and the legislative process in the Senate. Uh, Nick, are you comfortable? How you doing? Doing well. You're recording this. All right. So my first question is: all the following are jobs of the Speaker of the House, except, and the exception is going to be to act as an intermediary between the leadership and the membership. To act as a communications link between the leadership and the membership. Whose job is that? The whip. The whip. The whip. So all the following are jobs of the Speaker of the House: to preside, maintain order. To recognize speakers and motions from the floor to assign members to special and select committees to sign to sign, SIGN legislation. All right. I don't know if I had this one. I just thought of this one. I don't know if I had this one on the matching column or not. But what is a MACE? M-A-C-E? Miles, what's a MACE? Miles your pants are on fire. <laughs> a mace is a sign, a symbol of the speaker. It's that pole with the silver ball and the gold eagle and the tassel, right? I don't know if that's insignificant. I don't know if that is a matching or not. What's the mace? The sign, the symbol of the speaker. All right. In the matching on 334, I have the term party caucus. What is a party caucus? It's a party, it's a party meeting. Oh, yeah. They have that right after the election for the purpose of getting organized for the new term of Congress, right? It's a party meeting to get organized for the new term of Congress. Each party in each House, the Democrats in the House call there's a caucus. The other three call them party conference. Okay. I have this question. What is the job of a floor leader, a majority or minority floor leader? And the answer is to manage the party's legislative program on the floor. To manage his party's legislative program on the floor. Okay, I also have the... I'm going to give the definition, you come up with the term. A person who serves as an intermediary between the leadership and the membership of the Congress is known as... A whip a whip I'm going to ask this question all the following are jobs of a standing committee chairman except the exception is going to be manage the party's legislative program on the floor that's the job of the floor leader what's the committee chairman do he decides what bill is going to be taken up pigeonholes the others he sets up subcommittees of his committee he decides uh, whether they're going to have public or private hearings on a bill who the expert witnesses are going to be? He is the floor. He is the uh, floor manager of the bill. When that bill is debated on the floor, he sits in the speaker's chair and runs the debate. Ted, uh, what was the exception of the days? Uh, the job of a floor leader, which is uh, manage the party's legislative program on the floor, that's the job of a floor leader, not a committee chairman, although that bill goes to the floor because it has a rule, he's going to sit in the speaker's chair and run the debate. And that's called being the floor manager of that bill. What is the seniority rule? You get to pick what committee you want to be in. Okay, so I might have that in a match. And seniority rule is going to match with basis for making standing committee assignments. Also, I have this question. I love this question. How inventive is this question? All the following are differences between the two houses of Congress, (coughs) except. All the following are differences between the two houses of Congress, except. And the except is going to be basis for making standing committee assignments. They both use the seniority rule, right? Basis for making standing committee assignments. They both use seniority rule. Also, I have this question. I like this question, too. Uh, All the following statements about Senate operation are true, except... The exception is going to be um, originates financial legislation and tax bills. All financial legislation and tax bills have to originate in the House. All the following characterized Senate operation except originates financial legislation. Again, the matching column from page 337, I have safe seat concept. What's that going to match with? What is a safe seat? Oh, and oh and that's something that just... Somebody, regardless. somebody comes from a one-party state. A member from a one-party state. Safe seat. Okay, section two, the committees. The committees. I'm going to use that quote from Woodrow Wilson. Where the real work... where's the real work of Congress performed In the standing committees. In the standing committees. How the chairman of standing committees chosen? I'm, I'm forgetting the exact question, but it's based on the seniority rule. The most senior person from the majority party in that committee is the chairman, based on the seniority rule, okay? Uh, I'm gonna ask two questions about the rules committee. Uh, in the matching column, I'm gonna say close rules. And what's that going to match with? A closed rule. Canada? A bill cannot be amended during floor debate. It was being debated under a closed rule. It cannot be amended during floor debate. I'm going to ask this question: Who sets the agenda for floor? It's a quiz question. Who sets the agenda for floor action in the House of Representatives? Special committee. The Rules Committee. Right? They calendar legislation, right? The Rules Committee. Who sets the agenda for floor action in the House of Representatives? The Rules Committee. Okay? Uh, okay, I have this question from page 341. The Senate Watergate Committee investigating political corruption emanating from the 72 presidential election was this type of committee? Hold on Special or select Special and or select Okay And understand this Standing committees are permanent Special or select committees are temporary Usually budget for a year And at the end of that year They complete their investigation and have to file a report And each side on the committee Has legal counsel Okay uh, I'm going to ask this question this way this type of joint committee works out the wording, the text, <laughs> the language of the bill, when you get two versions of the same bill? And the answer is? I have a, this type of committee, this type of joint committee works out the wording, the language, the text of the bill, when you have two versions of the same bill. It is a, is a quiz question, it is a conference committee, right? A conference committee. All right. Uh, Section three is all about how a bill becomes a law in the House. Section four is all about how a bill becomes a law in the Senate and the differences, points of contrast. And then chapter 11 is on the powers and the non-legislative functions of the Congress. So I think we'll stop there and go to lunch.